The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The horses are at the gate. And they're off! Welcome to Winning Ponies with Ed Meyer. With the weekend coming up, this is the spot to be for news, handicapping, and spotlights featuring the winners behind horse racing today. Now, here's your host, Ed Meyer. And good evening and welcome to Winning Ponies. I'm your host, Ed Meyer. And we're always pleased to have you on board with us as we talk about the sport of kings. Winning Ponies, better than $9.2 million on exotic payouts. For 2010. Very nice. Hopefully you've been on deck with many times this year, and if not, as I always say, never too late to get on board. Take Justin T. from Rensselaer, New York, who nailed a cold daily double for 347 and multiple win bets for a sweet $600 day. Winning Ponies is more than just an internet show. It's a full-service data provider which gives you color-coded, easy-to-use predictions. We have blogs, stories, free selections, and you can expect plenty of Breeders' Cup coverage in addition to the predictions from easy-to-use predictions, selections, data, whatever you want to call it. I think you're going to love it. Every oval practically known to man is out there and or woman. Go ahead, check it out, www.winningponies.com. I don't think that you're going to be disappointed. I really don't. We have a very big night on tap for you this evening. Coming your way, we're going to kick it off with recap of last week. Hitch cut up. We're going to talk about some biggins. I like to do a little story in the news in the very beginning. This one actually not really impacts me, but might impact me. May not. Who knows? But I'll lay that one on you here in a little bit. In our second segment, we're going to have on this week's special guest trainer, the incredible Mayor Zenyatta, Mr. John Sheriffs, is going to be joining us. Talked to him three times this week. He's probably tired of hearing my voice. Very nice gentleman. I think you're going to enjoy that. Very, very busy man. I believe he's going to be on 60 Minutes. That's what I was reading. Maybe Mr. Sheriffs will enlighten us. News from the world of racing and final furlong handicapping. So we get the full measure of pure pleasure. Let's start out with recap of last week, and let's go to Woodbine, October 16th, race 9, the E.P. Taylor. It's a grade one. Winners the five, Regain, Christophe Sumian, in from France to win by a length, paying 2280 to win. Very nice. The Frenchman did not get there for nothing at all. This guy can just flat out horseback on the, on the weeds anywhere. I mean, when he comes over from France, light him up, Christophe. Woodbine, big weekend. The Neartic, same day. Grade 1, 6 on the turf. Winner is the 10, serious attitude. Garrett Gomez in the irons. Wins by two and a half lengths. Led at the 16th, all out driving. 48-20 to win for Ray Guest. 
Now, the, the thing that you're going to want to take a look at here is they're coming over from England. Last race at Ascot. And I, I think you're going to want to take a look at the Euros this year, especially in the Breeders' Cup. Heading down to Churchill, the weather's going to be conducive. It's going to be very nice. It's going to be a lush, thick turf course. Then we switch gears. We'll go to Keeneland, October 16th, race 9. The QE2, which means Queen Elizabeth II, Challenge Cup, a grade 1. Winner of the 6, Harmonious, Joel Rosario, wins by 4.5 lengths. 3 wide bid driving, $7 a win for one Mr. John Sheriffs. Trains Harmonious, very nice indeed. Nice, nice race. I caught that Joel Rosario, West Coast man. Heads down to beautiful Keeneland. Nice little trainee in the sheriff's barn there. Oak Tree at Hollywood Park on the 16th race. Eight, the Oak Tree Derby, a grade two. Mile and eighth on the weeds. Winners the five, fantastic pick. Corey Nakatani in the irons. Wins by a head stock bid up at the wire. 46-20 to win. If you're a chalk player, you better duck out of last weekend for some of the biggies. Belmont Park, same day, race eight. The Athenia Stakes, a grade three, a mile and 16th on the inner turf. Winner of the seven, I of Taurus. Eddie Castro was aboard this nice runner. Wins by three links, three wide at the three ace. Kept busy down the lane, 13.60 to win for Kier McLaughlin. And then we go to Calder Racecourse, the Spendabuck, grade three, a mile and 16th on the dirt. Winners of the nine, Mad Flatter, John Kitten Court in the irons. Six and a quarter length winner, dueled much the best, 960. You win by six and a quarter lengths, that is much the best. For Jeffrey Thornberry, who's mainly a Kentucky trainer, but hey, trainers know no boundaries here. Talk about knowing no boundaries, as I said, $9.2 million in exotic predictions on the year. We're going to talk about the biggins real quick. Friday, October 15th, 113 total biggins leading the day. Turf Paradise Race 2, a Superfecta key, 32856 bucks. Saturday, October 16th, 148 total biggins. Mountaineer Park, the mountain. Race 4, a Superfecta key, 33907 Sunday, October 17th, 100 total biggins. Pinnacle, Race 2, Superfecta key, 4,636.20. That's pretty uh, pretty sweet. I kind of like that indeed. Monday, October 18th, 47 total biggins. Parks Racing. I'm never going to get over that. You can start now, but I'm just not going to get over it. Philly Park, Parks Racing, one in the same. And I think that we're going to be betting more Parks Racing, so you better get used to the name. It's only a branding operation due to the casino. Race 10, a Superfecta key, 4,005, 20, 20. So they're betting up there. And trust you me, there's going to be some sweet purses there. Next few years, it's going to be gobbling up some of the other tracks. And um, you'll find your way at Philly Park in line. Tuesday, October 19th, 56, total big in Thistle Downs. Race 8, Superfecta key, 4,357.60. Pretty nice. Northern Ohio Racing, Wednesday, October 20th, 69 total biggins. Portland Meadows, home of the 14% takeout. Races 6 through 9, a pick forward, $19,002 even. Thursday, October 21, that is today, 43 total biggins. Evangeline Downs, race 3, 
a Super Effecta box, $2,718 even. And that kind of gives you a little little touch on it. It's 9.2 in exotic predictions thus far, and things have been going very well. Hope you have been on board, and if not, it is never too late. Speaking about somebody that's on board on hold, I see we have Mr. John Sheriff on board, and we're going to be getting to him post-haste here very shortly. And I think you're going to want to be paying attention to this one because he may even mention that supersonic runner of his. But you have to pay attention, and you have to stay with us. On that note, I uh, I can't wait for that. I really cannot wait for that. Talking about some things, uh, things change a bit. I work at a little track called River Downs. It was sold to a casino company. This is all according to the bloodhorse.com. River Downs near Cincinnati, Ohio, has been sold to Pinnacle Entertainment, a gaming company that operates a casino in neighboring Indiana, according to sources close to the matter. The sale, which has been rumored for weeks, couldn't be confirmed by the principals. We're not commenting on those reports, Pinnacle spokesperson Carrie Anderson said in an email. Riverdown's general manager Jack Anastian could not be reached for the October 21st comment. They're looking for him. He's out in California with the owners. Pinnacle Entertainment, based in Las Vegas, owns casinos in Indiana, Louisiana, Missouri, Nevada, company owns Belterra Casino, located in Indiana, adjacent to the Ohio River, across from Kentucky, and not far from the Cincinnati metropolitan area. The company has no racetrack holdings. Well, now they do. River Downs will become the fifth of seven Ohio racetracks to be owned by Casino Interest this year. Beulah Park sold to Penn Gaming Incorporated, and Thistle Downs was sold to Harris Entertainment. On the harness side, PNGI owns Raceway Park in Toledo, Y Mountaineer Gaming owns Scioto near Columbus. Full-scale casinos are going to be built in Ohio the next years, and still pending is a plan to allow the Ohio Lottery to install video lottery terminals at seven tracks in the state. Now, where she stops, nobody knows, as the old the saying goes. This is going to change the complexion. Now, there's going to be some casualties of war, you know, per se, for people that actually work in the industry. But the best part that I love the most is that racing is going to be conducted still. Actually, it was given a standing A count against the ropes like a boxer. But the people I'm most happiest for are the owners, the trainers, the grooms, the people that have dedicated their lives. I love to talk to the people. Sometimes they're third generation down, and I'm happy that they're going to be able to stay in the area and race for some competitive purses. That pleases me greatly. You know, it's, a lot of people would tell you that, well, Ed, you know, you may not be part of the plan. Maybe not. But racing goes on, and that was what the plan was all along. Along the way, especially when casino interests come out, they are a tough entity to deal with. And when they come in, there are some cuts, there are some decisions that get made, but... Racing is going to continue. I started off a fan. I've been lucky enough to work in the industry for 20-plus years and hopefully will continue. But you know what? I'm so happy for the people that are, that are going to be able to, to feed their families, to, to stay in the area. They're not going to ship out. They're not going to have to go to neighboring states or maybe even get out of the game completely. So with that being said, 
if you're looking for uh, racing down the road, it's going to be a couple of years. I'm going to say at least a year. Election time in Ohio is going to be a, a very interesting time. Uh, casino gambling has, has been, uh, I'm going to say, a Band-Aid. It's not a fix-all by any means, but it's a Band-Aid that allows you to, to subsidize purses, to revive yourself, to maybe pick it up so you can market and promote and publicize racing back to its glory days. Once upon a time, racing was the only kid on the block, and it didn't have to work. But now with the, the ever-popular going after the entertainment dollar, you know, you, you have to dig in a little deeper, and you have to find some innovative ways. But this is going to allow racing in the Buckeye State to stay alive. It's going to be a destination place. And as you've heard that the names involved, Harris, Mountaineer Gaming, I mean, Penn Gaming, now Pinnacle. They're getting involved. They're not coming out of pocket for a losing proposition. You'd be hard-pressed to find any model in the United States that's really turned up a negative time with having this. But Ohio, your time is coming. So, old girl, get it ready. It is time to head out to our first break, and when we return, we're going to be chatting with this week's special guest, Mr. John Sheriff. But you're only going to get it. If you stay tuned here on Winning Pony. And it thrills like the horns on my Silverado grill. And I buy the bar double round the crown. And everybody's getting down in this town. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. What? Can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with WinningPonies.com, the home of Horstradamus, handicapper extraordinaire with the most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry, let WinningPonies.com make some money for you. It's all Arizona, all over the world. If you're a local Arizona high school sports fan or if you're a transplanted fan somewhere else in the world, have we got a show for you. The first Internet sports radio talk show focusing solely on high school sports is The Coach's Corner with Scott Lovely. Tune in to talk about your favorite teams, players, or coaches. It's 100% Arizona high school sports coverage and a little bit more. Tune in Mondays at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. PM Eastern to the Voice America Sports Channel. We some hard hitters. We some hard hitters. Hard hitting radio is a new kind of sports and entertainment show. Your hosts are NFL veterans Mark McMillan and co-host Byron Evans. It's an hour of hater-free radio every week. You'll hear interviews with top athletes, celebrities, coaches, and fans. It's humor, hits, and conversation. Hard Hitting Radio is on with McMillan and Evans. Listen Fridays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Network. 
Entrepreneurial Insights is your weekly excursion into the world of business ownership. Presented by Sunbelt Business Brokers, the leading business brokerage and intermediary firm in the world, Entrepreneurial Insights will examine critical issues that impact both existing and prospective business owners. If you own or want to own a small business, listen for Entrepreneurial Insights with John Davies, Pino Boccinello, and Matt Ottaway. Fridays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host, Ed Meyer. Got a tip for us? Need a tip from us? If you want to talk with Ed or his guests, phone lines are now open toll-free at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or you can send an email to ed at winningponies.com. Now back to Winning Ponies with Ed Meyer. And welcome back to Winning Ponies, and thank you for taking your time to be with us, and without you, there'd be no us, and this is our second segment, and this is where we speak to someone who makes the wheels of thoroughbred racing go round. This week, Winning Ponies is honored and pleased to have the opportunity to speak with a very talented trainer, Mr. John Sharris. Mr. Sharris, are you there? Yes, I am. Thanks so much for taking time out of your busy schedule, uh, and congratulations. Uh, I live about 75 miles north of Keeneland, and caught Harmonious. What a nice runner you had there. Uh, she was great. Yeah, she was terrific. It, it was a whole lot of fun, and anytime uh, I, I don't know if you uh, ship down there or ship out to Keeneland uh, much and or have made too many trips there, but, boy, it's just a beautiful facility, isn't it? Oh, uh, yeah, it was great. Uh, I had a, really enjoyed it. That actually was the first time I saddled a horse at uh, Keeneland, so it was a really <laughs> wonderful experience for me. Well, great. John, if you'd be so kind, uh, you're, you're taking time with us this evening. Thanks so much. And uh, would you mind telling our listeners how you found your way into the thoroughbred racing game? Uh, <laughs> well, it's kind of complicated, but it was just uh, just sort of following uh, – my love of horses, you know, I was I was really fortunate. I grew up around horses. My father had a riding horse, so I rode there, and we had a little farm in New Hampshire. And then um, I came out west after I was got out of the Marines. I came out west, worked on a little cow and calf operation. One of the one of the cowboys that came in to help uh, gather cattle out of the brush said, "Hey, John, you want to come over and work for me?" And I said, "Sure, I'd love to." I've never done western horses. Then I was riding a horse across a bog, and a Henry Freitas, who operated Loma Rica Ranch, said, hey, it's breaking season. You want to come and break yearlings? I said, sure, I'd love to do that. And You know, I was just, I was just really blessed and had opportunities along the way to, to move an inch forward. Well, it sounded like you moved about 100 miles forward, and you had so many neat and unique opportunities. It just wasn't well so many people, you know, it's a family tradition handed down, which is great. But uh, you kind of kind of took a little different route. I, I really like that. Very interesting, and uh, and uh, I'd say more than more than just an inch. John, from from what I'm seeing in racing and watching very close, maybe I'm wrong, and and I love to be corrected if, if I'm. It seems to me that you're not much of a seeker of the limelight, and you're more comfortable with letting your horses do the talking. Well, you know the, the horses. They are the most important ingredient and for me, and I just love to enjoy them like everybody else. And, uh, you know, it all happens at the finish line. 
It sure does. A, a friend of mine who is a photographer, uh, he's a freelance photographer, he said that uh, I saw John Sherrison after Harmonious is uh, being uh, uh, in, into the enclosure there where they're, you know, they're having the ceremony. You, you won the QE2, very nice race. He said John's over there talking to one of the gate guys. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you, know, you know, I like that. It's, uh, it's fun because, you know, so often there are so many people that nobody knows about or hears about, and uh, probably they don't get enough appreciation. But uh, as a trainer, I just like to spend some time there, you know, and, and just being part of that whole scene. You know, I, I don't think there's a higher calling than, than someone that just acknowledges everyone there. I've I ran into so many trainers that have taken so much wonderful time, and then there's others that you know that wouldn't even you know tell you the the time off their uh, their watch if they had ten on their sleeve. But you know, I, I really I really like that. When he told me that, I was kind of lent a little smile to my face. I, I thought that was pretty kind of cool. And you know, there was a, there was a gay guy there, and you actually uh, made him made him more than part of the part of the team. And, and speaking about part of the team, you you must have an incredible staff and or people that you depend on greatly uh, do impart to your great success? Oh, I do. I, I, have a, I have a wonderful group of people that work for me. Um, my Michelle, Michelle is my assistant. I have uh, Frank Leal, who's, who went with uh, Harmonious. He travels all the time for me. He's a, he's a very uh, gifted and uh, experienced worker. He started out with Charlie Whittingham years ago, so just imagine how good he is. Wow, and my exercise riders, you know, they're just—they uh, really get horses. They—they uh, they really try to help the horses. So it's just a great bunch of people. It sounds to me as though you—you you surrounded yourself with uh, with a contingent of wonderful people, which uh, I'm not going to say makes your job easier, but just makes it makes it almost like a, a family a family within a family that uh, people that you entrust with so much uh, decision making and, and, and they're aboard uh, some of the most uh, treasured animals out there and I, I start, as I started off as a fan I work in the industry and I'll always remain a fan and speaking of a fan I, I live near the Cincinnati area one of the Cincinnati Bengals Mr. Terrell Owens made a visit to your barn as of late yes he did he was there uh, just a few days ago and uh you know, and he was over at the races, and they and they called over and said, you know, they're all to like to come over and uh, see Zenyatta. It'd be possible. <laughs> I said, well, I'd love to have him. Sure. <laughs> and you know what? It was so funny because when she stepped out of the stall, you probably saw the quote. He went, oh, my gosh, or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> How big she is. <laughs> In- so he, he, I think, got a little wowed by her. <laughs> It, he's never a loss for words, and in the picture, actually, I'm looking at here, it, he's got a smile from ear to ear. Man, she's big, he said. Yeah, exactly. That's a, those were his exact words, yeah. You know, it, I've, I've had, had the pleasure of watching Zenyatta and uh, plenty of gray hair in my head. I could imagine uh, maybe a few in your head as well. It, it, her stride. To me, especially in the in the Ladies' Secret, when she went past Switch, it just looks like a train running downhill. And to me, it looked like her stride was almost two times the length, and or or, or this the stride length of of many other runners. Yeah, she she has that uncanny ability to lengthen her stride at end of races when other horses are shortening their stride. Somehow, she just saves the best for last and. Her head goes down, her legs stretch out farther forward, and she just lengthens at the end. It's, uh, it's really something to see. 
when you have her in the morning, is is she really rambunctious, uh, electric, or is she just kind of subdued and just professional? You know, she is very professional, um, and she is her nature is so gentle. It's really hard for people to imagine a horse that's so dynamic on the during race day and in the afternoon can be so gentle in the morning. You know, that, that's. That is, I've read about uh, other runners, that they, they were almost baby-like, and, uh, and then I've seen and heard of some that were just, oh, my goodness, you, you almost had to tie yourself back because they were, they were just really on their toes. But, you know, I, I've watched Zenyatta, and, and I've been so excited, especially coming up to this, uh, the world and myself, I should say, and, and I keep reading about her overall fitness. In your opinion, in 09 compared to this year, where do you rate her fitness levels? You know, um, she's she's good. I mean, we, we discovered something about her in the Breeders' Cup Classic is that she she wants to go a mile and a quarter or better. You know, up until that race, you know, reading in the newspaper that maybe a mile and a sixteenth was her best distance. But I think the Breeders' Cup Classic proved that you know she's a genuine mile and a quarter horse, and she's doing very well right now. And there's there's one little story I love to tell about yes about her nature and everything. Natasha, a little girl, I think she's about 12 years old, came by one afternoon to show a, show the buyer horse, little buyer model to uh, Zenyatta. So she put it on the grass, and Zenyatta put her head down, sniffed it for a while, then she kind of got bored with the little model horse. So she turned her big butt around right in front of Natasha's face, and Tasha reaches up and strokes her across her butt. And, you know, for a racehorse to be touched unexpectedly is something, and then for a racehorse to be touched back there unexpectedly, you know, you don't know what could happen. And and Zenyatta just, you know, didn't pay any attention, just let it go. I mean, that's her nature. That is so cool that a youngster got to be up, up so close to such a, just a, a true champion. And, and, and how she just... Uh, Maybe maybe she knew inside that you know just to kind of take care of business and wasn't in any harm's way and that's that's really what the the great ones are made out of and you know punters around the globe love her as well as myself I and for the longest time uh, when the big sport of turfdom uh, a very good friend of mine uh, John Engelhardt he's the president of Turf Publicists and he told me early on that. Uh, Zenyatta was his choice, and uh, as president of the TPA and for the big sport of turfing. But only one question seems to arise: is will she take to the Churchill Downs dirt surface? In your opinion? Well, from what everybody says, Churchill Downs is very similar to uh, Oakland Park, and she ran probably one of her best races at Oakland Park when she beat uh, Ginger Punch in that group of fillies. So I don't, I don't see that there's any reason why she won't like it. When we had her there for a few days before, when we were going to run her in the uh, race at Philly race at Churchill early in the year, she was, she handled the track very well. When I saw her at Oakland Park, it, it re, that was the selling point for me because uh, I always had it in the back of my head, is it, could it be, and 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 then I, I have a kind of a an off the wall question for you here, and as and and I've never had the luxury of being at Hollywood Park, been to Santa Anita, but not Hollywood. Is there a dirt training track there as well? Yes, there is. Yeah, uh, yeah. Hollywood Hollywood Park has a dirt track, dirt training track in the back. Are there any plans in, in your in your next up couple just to uh, to maybe just get a trip over, or are you content oh, with where you're going? No, no. She trains. She trains there. Uh, Probably uh, three days out of the week. 
<laughs> in little does the the naysayers out there know, and, and I'm so glad that you pulled that out. Uh, you know that she is getting a little dirt uh, dirt pounding out there, a little training out there uh, on the dirt. So so Churchill Downs uh, is is going to be a non-issue, I guess. Weather in uh, in that part of Kentucky, uh, it, it has to be in the back of your head. Have you have you entertained the idea of uh, maybe cross entering in the ladies classic for other? Oh no, not at all. No, we're uh, we're leaving on the uh, not allow us to. Well, I I'm glad to hear it, but you know I had to ask. I didn't know if you were, you know, uh, every every trainer has uh, little nuances and you know methods to their madness. That uh, you know, well, there may be some rain. It's going to be perfect weather and it's going to be cool and I, and I really think the runners really start to feel themselves. John, there's a question that is really thick in the air this week. Uh, by any chance, if she does lose, and I've, and I've read this in, in the classic and not named horse of the year, would you be pulling your hair out? Hmm. Mr. Sheriff must have lost him here, but I'm sure my man Neon Dion's going to have him right back up, but uh, Neon will get him right back up. As, as you're hearing talking about Zenyatta, you know he's he's really comfortable in, in his runner, and and something that maybe many didn't know is about uh, Hollywood Park having a dirt training track, and you know to me that's that's really that's really impressive that uh, you know we don't get to hear enough about that. You know you, you keep thinking well you know Churchill Downs it's going to be a deep course it's going to be a long stretch they're going to run against the boys. But, you know, it seems like, you know, the dirt training track out there, the poly, in my opinion, gets them fit, gets them ready. And if you get that pounding on the old Mother Nature dirt, I think it's going to come in into, uh, it's going to come into uh, Churchill Downs in just the shape and, and, time that, uh, and time that he wants. He doesn't seem, uh, doesn't seem very shaken. And we have to have John back. John, are you with us again? Yeah, I am. Sorry. No, I'm glad to have you back, sir. I was asking the question about it's thick in the air, and if she does lose in not named horse of the year, would you be pulling your hair out? Yes, I would, yeah. Yeah, I think she's done so much for the industry, and she's so deserving that uh, I'd be upset. I'd be more than upset. I I think, in my opinion, that... uh, the attention that uh, that she's brought to racing is only is only positive in every every bit shape and form and uh, yeah. and I have to ask you for the sport of racing and drawing attention to the beauty and the pageantry of the game would you have liked to have the opportunity to run against Rachel Alexandra? You, you know, uh, just before I forget, in case my cell phone goes out again, I should say that <laughs> on October thirty first, sixty minutes is doing a Zenyatta. <laughs> How did you do there? Was it Mr. Andy Rooney? Who, who was on board with you? Uh, for uh, for um, 60 Minutes and uh, Zenyatta? Yes. Yeah, that, well, the whole 60 Minutes crew came out, and uh, and Bob uh, Eason, is it? Simon. Bob Simon. Yeah, Bob, we did it with Bob Simon. Oh, that is great. And that is going to air on the 31st? On the 31st, yep. They just, matter of fact, they're... Uh, going to film her breeze tomorrow and then they're heading back to new york so they've been here for four days 
Wow. So there's a little plan ahead for all of our listeners out there on Halloween night. Uh, Set it, tape it, watch it if you can. 60 Minutes is picking up Zenyatta and uh, Mr. Sheriff, so you're going to be able to catch up to her. And I'll be really looking forward to seeing that. Thank you so much for bringing that up. I'd read something about 60 Minutes was there. I didn't know if there was uh, an interview that would come out in print and or there might be a sniglet after the fact, but I'm really looking forward to that, especially leading up to the Breeders' Cup. John, I was asking you uh, about drawing attention to the beauty and pageantry of racing, which I don't think we can get enough positive uh, positive flow there. Would you have liked to have the opportunity to run against Rachel? Yes, we. Uh, you know, we had, there were a couple of plans, and they, they they just didn't materialize. But that's that's the nature of horses and, and racing. So, you know, I, I think the the point that was uh, really missed was the fact that there are two great. There's a great filly running on the East Coast, and there's a great mare running on the West Coast, and the, the industry should have celebrated both of them instead of pitting them one against the other, and I think they should have enjoyed them both a little longer. Uh, Any time that we can keep two champions like that on the track, and especially, you know, facing up, but I guess with every great uh, sport out there, there, there's a rivalry. It, whether you're a Yankee fan or Red Sox fan, whatever the case may be, there would be a rivalry, and, and everybody wins because you get to see two great runners, you know, at their zenith come together, and, and there's no loser in, in that game, and uh, it only draws attention to racing. Going into historic Louisville under the twin spires, the eyes of history are watching. How does she handle race day pressure on the race day in the cheering crowds? She handles that extremely well. As a matter of fact, she just loves it. She uh, really gets into it. Uh, <laughs> she, she just, you know, she'll just pick her head up, prick her ears, look over the crowd, and, and just uh, just present herself in a magnificent fashion. She'll uh, str- she'll strut. She'll stretch her front legs. You know, gets a little animated, but but she really gets into it. <laughs> yeah, I was reading it, just a, a little blurb there that uh, w- when she saw Mike Smith, she got a little, uh, little uh, on her toes. Well, you know, um, I don't know when, when she knows when Mike gets on her, on her back that um, it's either race or work. So she knows <laughs> the difference between Mike and Steve, her regular rider. <laughs> well, I guess when you uh, when you see a certain uh, certain aspect of the game, especially that uh, that familiar fellow that's on your back, who, in my opinion, I, I had the luxury of watching Mike when he came from Canterbury to actually ride at uh, the newly Turfway Park, and he's a rider that just makes very few mistakes, and uh, and he's always exciting. He seems to be a great emissary for the game, and a very positive young man. And our man, he's not uh, not the youngest, but I'm going to tell you what, he's an athlete that I would love to have aboard my runner. John, I, I have to ask you this question. It's a final question, and um, you know, you you might want to kick me in the rump after this one. A thought that I'm, I'm sure that you know you like a hook somewhere. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's never a bad one with me. A thought that I'm sure you'd like to keep out of your mind. When you saddle her for the final time at Churchill Downs, will you have a lump in your throat or tears in the corner of your eye? You know, I won't think of it as the final time when I when I saddle her. You know what I mean? That that will that will be one of the farthest things from my mind. So uh, that's that's just something I won't be thinking about. I'll, I'll actually I'll be more thinking more about as the saddle tail on even. You know. <laughs> Keeping your eye attention too tight. <laughs> I would have to say 19 for 19, shooting for number 20. Uh, there's 
there's enough people out there that would, uh, would levy the pressure. I would just like to tell you that it's been an honor and a privilege to watch each and every time that she's actually taken to the track. John, on behalf of Winning Ponies, it has been an honor and a privilege to speak to you, sir. We wish you the best on and off the track for you and your staff. And may the racing gods be smiling on you and Team Zenyatta on Breeders' Cup Day. Uh, thank you very much. Thanks, Mr. Sheriffs. Have a great day. That has been John Sheriffs, and I hope you caught a part of that because I uh, hope you caught all of that because true gentleman of the game, and uh, he's training one of the best mares that I think that I've seen in my lifetime and possibly maybe will ever see in my lifetime. Well, it is time to head to a break, and when we return, we're going to do some news from around the world of racing and some final furlong handicapping here on Winning Ponies. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need a bitch's ass and then move on. I just just think that the coach made a mistake. Crazy. (laughs) NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. What? Can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with WinningPonies.com, the home of Horstradamus, handicapper extraordinaire with the most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, porters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry, let WinningPonies.com make some money for you. The Sports Mavericks Show redefines the elite athlete by bridging the gap between parents, athletes, and the community. Host Ida Moyer, a.k.a. the Oprah of Sports, brings to the Voice America Network original programming, balancing the pursuit of academic excellence and sports participation. The Sports Mavericks Show airs every Tuesday evening at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Listeners will be engaged in straightforward talk, spontaneous and unscripted by the experts. Ida and her guests will explore the challenges of success and failure in sports and will help athletes and their parents navigate the transition from high school, college, and then on to the pros. We put fun back into sports and recognize role models in sports through our Sports Mavericks All-Star Award Program. Tune in Tuesday evenings at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time with Ida Mouillet and the Sports Mavericks Show right here on The Voice. Voice America Sports Channel. Spin it with Chuck Foreman has a spin on so much that's going on. It will be hard to fit it all into the promo. We'll talk about the weekend games, what to look forward to, hot topics in the news. Spin it old school, which gives a back in the day approach from Chuck. A no spin zone where Chuck gives an unbiased opinion and lets you do the same. Chuck will be taking us around town and around the world with news, happenings, and more. It's football, news, and happenings. Tune in for Spin It with Chuck Foreman. Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. 
tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host, Ed Meyer. Got a tip for us? Need a tip from us? If you want to talk with Ed or his guests, the phone lines are now open toll-free at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or you can send an email to ed at winningponies.com. Now back to Winning Ponies with Ed Meyer. And welcome back once again to Winning Ponies. I'm your host, Ed Meyer, and thank you for taking your time to tune in. Hope you got John Sheriffs. Gentleman, nice guy. It's hard to believe he's got uh, the most high-potent mare and runner in the country, in the world, and all the eyes of racing are upon her, and he just handles it with such grace and ease. Myself, about this time, I think I'd have to be tied and, you know, uh, stuck underneath the couch somewhere. But talking about a man that has it all together. He's online. I believe it is my man. We haven't heard from him in a while. Dangerous Dan, are you there? I am here, Ed. It is so good to hear from you. Did you catch any part of John Sheriff's? I caught the whole thing, Ed. That was amazing. Uh, I really liked, uh, you know, he was talking about the little girl touching Zenyatta's butt. And, and you know, nine out of ten horses would have kicked, you know, mm-hmm. and for her to be so gentle. I mean, that just says something about her. That's just amazing. I think that she has uh, many gears, and and uh, you know John just seems so so laid back and cool with it. You know, as I said before, I think I'd have to be tied to the wall, but uh, he just seems very in tune with it and cool and just really taking it in stride. And I mean, going for twenty for twenty, I tried to not go near that. I mean, there's enough pressure, and you hear that so many times. He he knows what's up for stake. Yeah, he definitely does, and and you know he's. And, you know, there's, you know how I feel about it. There's part of me, I want to see her go 20 for 20, but there's part of, you know, who I like, and I don't want to get into mm-hmm. it. But, but, uh, <laughs> but, you know, I would, uh, that would be amazing. It, it just really would. It, it sure would. And speaking about amazing, it's good to have you back on and uh, talking some horses again. I know you've been a busy lad. And with that, uh, you know, hey, following up with, I think, one of our, one of our best guests that we've had on, we follow back up with you again. And, uh, Glad to have you back on. So I expect, and I say expect, I can't emphasize it enough. Some winners from Dangerous Dan. I'll give you a couple. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you two here. Ed. Uh, we're gonna go out to Remington Park for tomorrow night. This is a little early, early preview of the weekend. They have their uh, Oklahoma Classics night, and if you go to the tenth race at Remington Park, they have the Oklahoma Classics Classic. It's a mile and the sixteenth for state bred. Um, Colts and Geldings. And the four here, Pleasant Storm, you may have remembered this horse. This horse ran second last year in, Smarty, in the Smarty Jones at Oakland to dry fly. He's faced Conveyance, looking at Lucky, uh, Noble Promise. He, he's never beaten him, but he's a really lightly race. He's only had six races. He has three wins. He's three for three at Remington. And his last race was on September 18th, a little prep for this. And, uh, he ran a nice little race, ran a 137.4 mile with Brian McNeil in the irons, and he'll be in the irons tomorrow. It's a three-year-old filly uh, by Pleasant Tap out of the Stormin' Fever mare, Burning Fever, and this colt is trained by Joe Petalino, and he's 13% for the year. He's a decent little trainer. There's a few in here that, that rate, you know, a shot, but I'm, I'm going with Pleasant Storm, and I think if you get two-to-one on this, on this colt, He's facing older. He's a three-year-old facing older, but he's he's faced a lot tougher than most of these horses have. Now, you've tried to get me connected with 
that racing scene because you fell in love with a certain trainer because his numbers spoke for themselves and, and he was really on fire, not just for a meet, but for quite a long time. And that was John Locke. John Locke, uh, uh, discovered him two years ago and, uh, noticed he started having, it, it was weird because I would go out to Turfway on Friday nights and, and I'd be betting, you know, Remington and, and Louisiana tracks, like Delta Downs and Evangeline. And I started noticing that this guy had horses everywhere, Lone Star, and, and he was winning. And I was like, Dude, this guy's winning at like 20% everywhere he goes. And, and, you know, he, he would, he would go up against ass. He would he would go up against Asmussen and and mm-hmm. and wouldn't shy away from him. And Asmussen, like uh, I think it was might have been Lone Star. I think the meet, but Asmussen he would go up against him and and run against him and not try to shy from him or anything. Well, he retired last year, and he turned over his horses. I believe the the trainer he turned him over to was was going at around ten percent, and his name was Carl Broberg. Well, now Carl Broberg is is suddenly he's 20-something percent winning, and he's one of the top trainers at Remington, and he has horses at Oakland and Louisiana. He does really well. So keep an eye out for Carl Broberg, and, and keeping the, a lot of them horses came from the lock barn. That we've got it locked up with from uh, under the tutelage of John Locke. So we've got one from you, Dan. Can we pull two? Yeah, let's go to Keeneland on uh, Saturday, uh, the Raven Run, grade two for seven furlongs. Um, for Phillies, three-year-old. Um, I love the two here, Ed. Caddy Now, it's a three-year-old filly by Tisnow out of the force, Wildcat Mare, Caddy Cat. Uh, came in from Saratoga. Last time ran to Saratoga in a victory ride, grade three. She was fourth by nine as the favorite. Uh, tried to close there, and you know how that is. It's it's not the easiest track to close on. She has one start at Keeneland. It was last October, and it was at this distance, and she won it pretty easy. She has Garrett Gomez in the irons. You're getting six to one. Todd Pletcher trains. You're getting good value on this horse. This horse's face devil may care twice. Uh, Connie and Michelle. The, I mean, the, never beat them, but always on, on their chart. And she's only lost the devil may care by four links in each of her start. Well, four links in one start, seven in the other. But the Mother Goose was a pretty good race, and and uh, she set the pace in that race and faded. I look for this horse to really run big on Saturday. That, and you're known by the company you keep biofuel, Devil May Care Rapport, uh, in the in the last race there. Um, I'm going to use your horse. I'm going to go out to the 13 hole with much rejoicing. Alan Garcia, uh, really a surpriser, a nice three-year-old filly by Distorted Humor. They paid three hundred eighty-five thousand dollars for you. James Toner's the conditioner, and it was uh, Keeneland seven panels, and uh, Alan Garcia stalked right off the pace. He's actually uh, passing by the New York Showcase Day. Like you said, Oklahoma has theirs. New York has theirs on Saturday. And uh, I'm going to box those two up, Danny boy. So uh, thank you for the, uh, for the selections as usual. Uh, any words about Mr. Uh, Mr. Sheriff's uh, class act? Um, uh, definitely a class act. And, and uh, you know, there's, a, there's another trainer that, that's going to be in the classic who's a class act, and his name is Albert Stahl. Um, would love to see you get him on there, Ed. See if you can make that happen. Uh, Blame is a is a real legitimate shot to win this thing. And you know, I, he was talking that if she got beat, would he would he uh, be upset if he didn't get horse of the year? If Blame wins, there's going to be an argument in that camp. 
He's only <laughs> lost one race, and he he hasn't been touched with the whip much at all throughout the last race. Ed. Oh, I, we we. And we are going to talk about that, especially coming up to Breeders' Cup Day, and uh, and I'm gonna gonna get you back in there and uh, handicapping more than just one race. And I do know you're tipping your hand towards blame. And Al Stahl, I'm actually gonna work on. I'm gonna see if I can get uh, little Al Stahl because he'll be finishing up with Keeneland. Maybe we can uh, try to get him on next week if he'll be so kind. But Danny, thanks so much for your time, your selections, and we're gonna be getting you back on and uh, do a little Breeders' Cup handicapping with us uh, very soon, my friend. All right, Ed. Take care. Danny, thanks so much. All right, that's been Dangerous Dan. Glad to hear from him. He uh, laid a little something on you about the John Locke tutelage. We're going to talk about a little news from around the world of racing. Pollock Report. That's I get a little bit of news from there. I get a whole lot of news from there. I'm going to call it Quad Billion Reasons. They want to do something called the Quad Feca. It's a $1 ticket. Allows betters to pick the finish of the first four horses in four designated races with a $10 million guarantee. Well, let's take a little closer look. Four in a 10-horse field is $645 trillion to one. Okay, not bad odds. It's like the lottery times five, I guess. Four in a 9-horse field, $83 trillion. Four in an 8-horse field, $10 trillion. Four in a 7-horse field, $500 billion. Four in a 6-horse field, $17 billion. Four in a five-horse field, only $207 million. The pet is fundamentally flawed. It appears that, that nobody in the Stronic and the development camp sat down and did some basic math. But you know what? It has, it has a lottery feel, and I know what they're trying to do. They're, they're trying to draw some attention. Hey, no harm, no foul, but it's cool. But, hey, it's called the Quad Superfecta. It's going to be coming your way very soon. Perryville Slots Parlor ranked raked in, ranked. Cha-ching, raked it in 2.1 million in the first four days. And that is in Baltimore, outside of Baltimore. The Maryland Lottery, Maryland Lottery gets to keep 41,516, while another 31,000 goes to local small minority-owned businesses. Now get this, this is where the blunt of the money comes from. The casino operator gets 685,000. The racehorse industry gets 197,000, 145,000 going towards purses and 51 for racetrack upgrades. Now this is just a few days into it. It does work. It does work. Turfway Park right now, they're at odds with the horsemen and they are at a contract dispute, but I'm sure that they're going to get it up and running for a meet that begins December 2nd, runs through December 31st. That's their holiday meet. Turfway Park owned by Keeneland and Harris. They're seeking a larger percentage of the takeout that has been different than norm and, race, norm and the racing meets in the past, but management contends that the track needs to get more to offset the downturn in business. That we know, and I have full confidence that Turfway Park will get it all together with them. They always do. Here we go, Escape from the Present, and third on the tomato meter in Rising. It's the feel-good flick. Keep talking about Disney Secretariat, and everyone just seems to really be popular. It enables an Escape from the Present. The movie shows no shots of the counterfeit penny digging into her purse for a Saulbeck to bet on her hero. The racetracks don't appear to have odds boards. No whips are swum by jockeys. No animals injured. No villains lurking, unless you say that Nestor Serrano's portrayal of Pancho Martin is menacing. Poncho himself wouldn't have been. So there it is, Secretariat. If I've said it before, I'll say it again. Get out, go see it. 
Here's something I saw from Trackmaster's blog. It was called Getting a Handle on Handle. I'm going to say two out of three ain't bad here. Recent numbers, 9 billion bet, down 7.2% from 2009. Okay, now that, that's one thing. We know that things are declining. Annual handle, 15 billion in 2003 to 15.32 billion in 2009. A decline a decline there. Again, we're hearing more and more about declines. But here's the interesting part. They have got a way for three basic ways for it to happen. One, reducing takeout. Agree completely. I agree completely. Take a look at Hialeah. Take a look. And you know what? I'm going to talk about them right here, right now. Some of the best takeouts out there. Hialeah, uh, a pick three, a pick four, 12%. Rotama, 12%. Sam Houston, 12%. Portland Meadows, 14 Monmouth Park, 15%. Churchill, 19 on a pick three and pick four. Keeneland, 19 Tampa Bay, 19 Very nice indeed. And for attracted or states that don't offer rebates, it only makes sense to really take a look at this. A betting exchange. Now, this is where you can actually wager on the race while it's in progress. They do it overseas, and it's very popular. You know, I, I don't know if it's my taste, but, you know, that doesn't make it wrong. I don't think I'm the target audience that they're looking for. I think a technical better who's going to be out there, the same guys that are decimating the uh, and tearing apart the stock market are going to be having their speed computers in there making their, making their wager. You know what? Hey, it's a new wager. There's something that I, I, I'm not going to say I really disagree with, but it just baffles me. All-weather tracks. You know, they're talking about catastrophic injuries, this and that, raining cats and dogs. Everything doesn't have to be a synthetic track. Santa Anita returning to dirt can have a negative long-term effect. Come on. Come on. How many years did they run with it? You know, it was a great article. And I'm not going to say just because I disagree personally with one portion does not make it bad at all okay we're going to fire some big time speed at you here and we're going to talk about on saturday at belmont in the sixth race the mohawk hundred twenty five thousand dollar race in the sixth at belmont i like the three straight story seven to five jj castellano for alan goldberg that is the sixth at belmont the three straight story seventh at belmont i like the six band box three to one ramon dominguez for rodney jenkins and these guys flat out get it done together. You know, it was off a step slow at Charlestown, and that place is a bull ring, and laid off and closed and opened up by nine. Bambox, three to one, Ramon Dominguez in the seventh race, the Sleepy Hollow at Belmont on Saturday. The eighth race, the Iroquois, 125000 up for grabs. I go out to the 10, Meese Rocks. Ramon Dominguez and Edward Baker up for grabs here. Made a middle move last time out. Taking off uh, Jorge Chavez, who's rode forever on this. I think the jockey changed to Ramon Dominguez and 9-2. to Meese Rocks in the eighth race of Belmont. The ninth race, the 35th running, the Empire Classic, $200,000 up for grabs. And I like the, uh, I like the, 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 the three in here, and that's wishful Tomcat. Ramon Dominguez, again, I keep saying over and over, I can't get enough of uh, this day, and it's a lot of fun. The 10th race, I like the two, Chestoria on the big showcase day, and then the Raven run. Danny was talking about the horsey life, Katie now. I like the 13, much rejoicing in the Raven run on Saturday at Keeneland. 
Well, time flies when you're talking thoroughbred racing. This week was no different. Winning Ponies would like to thank Mr. John Sheriff, the trainer of the great Zenyatta, and you for joining us, and especially Dangerous Dan for calling in and enlightening us with his picks. So until next week, may your winners be many and your photos be few. Good luck and good night, everyone. Thanks for listening to Winning Ponies with Ed Meyer. We know the information from today's show will help you at the next post. Keep listening for more next Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Network. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.